I, I, I mean, if any, if any brewery that's brewing like Hazy's or or putting their hat on the on the fruit and sour train, if you're not looking at Untapped, then you're, in my opinion, you're probably lying. And that was Justin from Channel Marker Brewing on this week's episode of Brew Roots. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Brutes, where we tell the stories behind your favorite beer. Joining me today is Erica and Matt. What's up? Hello. We got a great episode for you this week because... Because we always have the greatest episodes That's each right. week. That what? Right. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I'm actually very excited for this one because uh, this is kind of like the first not really but we, we're interviewing this brewery for the second time and it's kind of a follow-up so it's it's special this is the first no this is not the first follow-up but this is the most recent follow-up yeah it's yes. the most recent yeah. follow-up we haven't done one in a while yeah and we thought it was important because we went to this brewery before erica or ryan was even part of the podcast it was the before time the before time mm-hmm. yeah B E and B R. I didn't before even Erica before Ryan. <laughs> I don't even think I edited this episode. You didn't. No. I edited it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we made it out to uh, Channel Marker. Well, actually, Justin came to Small Pond Studios. Yes. The home of Brewers. The home. Do, do, do. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was important to tell the story because they weren't even open when we did this episode, and boy, now did things are. change for Channel Marker. Yes. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> It's pretty interesting because they're one of the more popular breweries in Massachusetts. And yeah. I believe the re- the area that we are recording in is probably as big as their brew space. Yeah. yeah. I, actually, just, I think you're right. About. Yeah, so, just so about. So what they're able to do in that small Is pretty footprint. amazing. Yeah. And uh, you're going to hear more about what they're doing later on in the episode. But first. But first. We got some pretty exciting news this week from we? our friends at Mass Brew Bros. Oh. Yeah, so to continue our discussion last week, uh, they are sharing all the going-ons of Oktoberfest. What? So last week, our friends over at uh, Remnant yep. had their Oktoberfest, yep. and unfortunately, I did not make it out that way. No. I was too busy not. getting stung by bees, spinning honey. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I heard that was pretty cool. But all the pictures I saw looked pretty awesome. And uh, this weekend, there's some more Oktoberfest gatherings going on. Yeah, there's definitely a bunch going on. Um, check out Mass Brew Brothers' article on that. Yeah. It's pretty cool that we're still able to have some kind of a socially distanced Oktoberfest. It's not quite the same, but, you know, it's something. It is something, yeah. And last time I checked, also Notch is doing like a giveaway, like a gift card giveaway. If um, you have a Drindle or... Lederhosen. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. It's all right. Yeah. I didn't know how to say the other one, so I'm glad yeah, I didn't know how to say Lederhosen. So definitely out check, out their, <laughs> uh, check out their social media and see if you can partake in that if you uh, are one of the lucky people who have one of those articles yeah, we, of clothing. Right? <laughs> we, really, we really missed the mark by not getting Ryan Lederhosen's. Or Drindle for this. Or, or Drindle. Drindle yeah. he, he could have pulled off a mean Drindle. I agree. Wow. I agree. Yeah. So this episode is powered by Spaghetti's. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, so, this is the first time that Ryan and I have yep. had these. Never had this since. They're so, not too shabby. So if you've listened to past episodes such as East Brother Brewing or uh, Ryan's favorite one in Texas, Sock Sock Dollar. Yeah, that's right. He's so good. You have heard us mention. Sock Dollar even made a beer off of it. Yeah, yeah. Right? mentioned us. That was pretty cool. <laughs> Ryan, would you care to tell our listeners what is 
a spaghetti for those who haven't listened to those episodes yeah. so first off you need to go get yourself uh uh, an 18 pack of Miller High Life. All right. <laughs> just, just for the record, the liquor store I went to did not have six packs. I asked him, "Hey, do you have sixers of uh, Miller High Life?" And he looked at me and goes, "Nobody buys six packs of Miller." <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I believe it. <laughs> so, part one, you get that, you open the top off, and then you have to get and acquire a bottle of Aperol. And we and don't actually know what Aperol tastes like. It, it it's very citrusy and orangey for I me. I would say you know, it's kind of like tastes like orangey, a cream pop. Like a cream an, pop is going. Yep, it's yeah. um, infusion of selected herbs and roots. I'm pretty sure there's Product rhubarb in there. Italy. There's yeah. rhubarb in there. Yeah. yeah, I can't taste it. Um, I don't either. But so then you just like fill um the Aperol in what's left on the top of the bottle of the Miller High Life, yeah, which the neck. is. Yeah, it it's close to a shot ish, you know, give or take. Give or take. Um, and then you enjoy. Yeah, and then you sit back and enjoy, and you do Brewers episodes. That's exactly. Right. Um, we're drinking that more or less as like a joke, but they are delicious. Uh, so if you haven't had one, they're delicious. Probably not nutritious. <laughs> probably and not. We definitely <laughs> suggest it. Uh, but yes. what more importantly, we're drinking uh, a beer that if you follow us on social media at Brewers across all platforms. Um, is Wandering Souls beer. Yes. Ryan picked up two four-packs. I have acquired the package. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Ryan, tell us about this beer. Um, So this is Wandering Souls Past Life, which is their Vienna Lager. Um, The first time I had this was at Olio, uh, which you can check that episode out. It's the second iteration of this beer. Yep. Yeah, Mm -hmm. uh, it it slaps. Um, It's a really good beer. I actually... I, don't know, I think I like this better, or yeah, then I then I remember it. Yeah. I remember I really liked it, but this is really good. Maybe my palate's changed um, instead of the recipe, but I really do like it. Um, yep, yeah. It's just the can art, crispy can art's <laughs> also boy. amazing. Yeah, I feel like like we we're talking earlier. He must have like I don't know brightened it or something. It like really stands out yeah, more than I remember. Definitely. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I love it. Um, and in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be releasing an episode with some of our favorite breweries. All of our friends. Which uh, features Matt Smith. Ooh, we can't say much more than that. Nope. Nope. But uh, we're pretty excited because we're going to be talking about a collaboration beer that's been, it sounds like years in the working, but really I think it's been months in the working. Props. Yeah. Um, Props. So we're very excited to be hyping that up in the next couple of weeks and you're going to get some more clues next week. Yeah. yeah. So... I have something that I want the listeners, you, to do for us. So when you listen to this episode, um, the following Wednesday, September 30th, is going to be National Podcast Day. That's right. Yes. I want you to do us a favor. I want you to share one of our episodes. Your favorite episode. Your favorite episode with a friend. Um, Or share it on social media. Or share it with not a friend. Or, right? Walk up to a stranger. Tell them about it. Please do, actually. We encourage That'd be amazing. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Make a YouTube video yeah, of it. Yeah. Just going yes. walk up to random people and be like, hey, have you checked out Birds? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I, that'd be awesome if you guys could do that. It would really help us, uh, help us out a bunch. Um, and who doesn't like National Podcast Day? You know, it's our favorite holiday. It's my favorite holiday. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> so, in commemoration of <laughs> the upcoming National Podcast Day, we're going to drink some more spaghetti and Wandering Soul, and Totes. we're going to get on to the episode. Or are we? You're going to have to just listen and find out. <laughs> and we'll catch you on the outro. You're definitely going to want to hear the outro. Like, I can't stress it enough. You're going to want to hear the outro. Listen to the outro. Because Ryan has a huge announcement. It's huge. It's huge. All cheers. right. Cheers.
All right, so we are like 18.7. I did the Google Maps before this miles from the Beer Mile in Beverly, Massachusetts. And we're here with the second brick and mortar location to open. And you may or may not have heard of them because they were featured in USA Today, right? Are you sure? Oh, I yes, am. I am actually cool. very sure. I'm very sure nice. about that, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, this brewery, if you know where we are geographically, is also the second Massachusetts brewery to be featured in that USA Today article. So we are with Channel Marker. That's right. Woohoo! Woo Which <laughs> congratulations on that. That was awesome to see the North Shore represented like that. It was pretty pretty crazy. Yeah. 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 Did you guys expect that at all? Um, no, definitely yeah, not. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Kind of keeping our heads to the to the wheel and just kind of grinding it out day by day. Yeah. So can you remind our listeners how many barrel systems do you guys are on? We are on a two. So that's not twenty. That's not two hundred. It is two, two barrels, so, and you are sixty-four gallons at a time. Jeez, that's crazy. Were you cra <laughs> it's, it's stupid? Were you guys the <laughs> the smallest brewery on that list? Uh, I believe we were. Yeah, I can't say that with a hundred percent certainty, but I'm I'm like ninety-nine percent confident yeah. we were. Yeah, that's... there's not many people that try and go in at at a two-barrel system. No, 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 absolutely not. And I know trying to get cans of your beer is like. <laughs> Impossible, and we have an in. This is like, come on, sure, text away. Yeah, man. <laughs> no, no, I don't like to do that, but we no, it's, no, 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 that's not. The, I want your consumers to get it because that's that's fair. But you guys have been on the podcast before. You're the third time guest, and the first time we interviewed you, it was to kind of go over pre-opening. I remember sitting in the brewery, and we were discussing <laughs> we were still in a construction. Yeah, and we were, you were like. I haven't seen my wife, and I have to paint the fucking ceilings after this. <laughs> and I listened to some of the raw audio, yeah. and I was like, oh, yeah, he had to paint the ceilings. And then you asked us our opinion on the light fixtures, yep. and you went with the other option. So what was wrong wow. with my opinion? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I didn't have a vote. I didn't have a vote. <laughs> That's no. all right. No, but um, general aesthetic things are not, not my no, area of expertise. But um, I remember talking with you early on about Channel Marker, and you said you wanted to be... I have a quote, actually. Let yep. me get it up. Ooh, um, a quote? You know, I did some a quotes. quote, you say? Um, you said that you wanted the New England style IPA. The New England style IPA was going to be the beer that you focused on. Yep. But the beer you're probably known for is not a New England style no. IPA. Yes. Talk about the beer you guys are probably known for right now. So right now I would say that um, if you were to ask anybody about Channel Marker, it's going to be the fruited sours yeah. that, were, that have really kind of uh, put us on the map. Yeah. Which is... I mean, you guys have New England style APs. We, well. we do, yeah. yeah. And we love them. Uh, never going to stop brewing those, and um, we always think that we can get better at those. And it's not that our sours can't get better, but it's the feedback that we've gotten so far has been just really positive on on the fruited yeah. sour beers. So that wasn't even a day one recipe for you guys, because I remember you guys had three New England IPAs, and then you had a stout. Yep, correct. A uh, porter. A porter. Yeah, yeah. Peanut butter and chocolate. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Commodore. Um, now. Where did you guys go down the road of doing kettle sours? Yeah, so we before we actually opened when we were home brewing out of my garage, we were we were brewing kettle sours pretty frequently. Yep. Um, there was a, a learning curve um, and also a caution from some other breweries that um, were like, just get yourself settled, get yourself brewing on your ales, get your ale program going, test out some darks before you really start to dive into doing any sort of bacteria uh, incorporation in, into your brew house because especially on a small system on a small system um 
you know, once you, if you have any sort of contamination, you're going to lose everything. Um, so that we took to heart. And um, when we made, finally made the decision to, to do a kettle sour, um, we ended up having to, you know, on the homebrew level, we were kettle souring in something like 24 hours. The first time we kettle soured at Channel Marker, it took um, just about 72 hours for the, for the wart to hit the pH level that, that we like our, our sours to finish at. Yeah. And trying to tie up a, a ke- your boil kettle for three days at a whack when that's you're, a lot of time. you're trying to brew as much as possible, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. that's that's a big ask, yeah. um, and just a, and just a lot of lost production time and, and tying up your brew house. So um, it was for those reasons, you know, one just being diligent about you know knowing what we like talking to enough people about how to you know handle bacteria in your brew house and make sure that you're not introducing infection possibilities to other other places or other beers. Um, that was really important for us right out the gate, and then two. Once we did the first one and we realized how long it was going to take on the brew house, um, that, you know, really kind of set us back and, and just we took a pause to kind of look at the brewing schedule and figure out a, a plan that was going to work. Yeah. Now, the series is called Siren, right? Um, that's that's the first series. That's the first series. Um, so what you what I brought for you guys today, can of now, um, is, is Propeller. So Straight popsicle. Good. Yeah. Oh, my and God. That's, that's going to be the theme of that series. So we're kind of... Um, popsicles popsicles yes frozen treats <laughs> um we did so some good. frozen treats with the siren series we've got a um i think a pina colada style that we do um we've got a um key lime pie but but really kind of focusing more on that like if you're going to go into the freezer section of market basket and you go to get your kids popsicles. this is straight like creamsicle yeah like there's no doubt. Like, this is exactly <laughs> what it tastes like. It's uh, it's crazy. It's good to so hear. you nailed it. <laughs> well, that was uh, that was my partner Tim and Jake that that really kind of um, wanted to push the envelope with with the sour beers and figuring out kind of other flavors besides yeah. just adding fruits yeah. uh, to dr- to drive to drive our sour program. Um, oh yeah, we're, definitely. We're also <laughs> yeah, going to yeah. be doing a amped up version of Siren in the next few weeks Ooh. as well. So we're really excited about. What that's going to look like? What What does that mean? Amped up sour. So um, we ended up uh, putting a beer into the um, into the Mass Beer Bros, uh, Mass Brew Bros. Uh, they did a blind taste testing right before yeah, COVID started. I remember this. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, we threw in a batch, uh, a log of um, our Triple Berry Siren, Ooh. and that actually ended up winning. I think one oh, of, wow. kind of the the Congrats. not not IPA, not, yeah. not lager category. Right, so. Right. Um, that triple berry is is the most fruit we've ever done in a sour beer. Gotcha. Uh, the the next iteration of Siren um, will actually we're going to be introducing more fruit than we've ever nice. done before. Even more. Even more. Even more. Um, Just oh. when you thought. And also while boosting the <laughs> ABV. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. So we're going to be uh, that we're really excited to see how that how that comes yeah. out in the next couple of yeah. weeks. No, for sure. I know for sure going to Channel Marker. I don't get a, a like a. I'm going to a brewery for my girlfriend because there is a. There's a beer for her there. Yep. Um, was that part of the decision to, you know, have a beer for everyone? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, if you think about the other breweries that are around Beverly, um, Gentilly and Backbeat certainly have a more of a, like, traditional style, yeah. English style brewing um, catalog. We don't. We don't have that. Um, we're definitely much more kind of modern and, I guess, you some would say trendy. Mm-hmm. Um, Hype. Hype, yeah, um, but that's kind of the that's where we want to play. Yep. Um, Old Planters, I think, kind of uh, spans the spectrum in terms of they've got some 
old styles. They've got they some got new age IP, there. IPAs. Yeah. Yeah. They've got some sours. Um, so they kind of run the gamut. They've got the biggest brew house in in Beverly. So I think they they can, they can kind of do that. They can they can do that. <laughs> um, and they've earned that right yeah. um, through their hard work. So our hats are off to them. But but yeah, certainly we're going to kind of stick on the um, on the on the hype style beer train. Yeah. Um, but with that said, um, we are going to try our hand at um, a dark mild Ooh, uh, in, in right. a couple of weeks. So nice. um, it's something that we've all been kind of talking about with the cooler weather coming. Um, what we've noticed on our beer garden is that folks have have enjoyed having a, a lighter offering um, yeah. with the cooler weather. We didn't want to offer them kind of a six and a half or seven percent porter. Right. right. Um, and while we did like our amber that we brewed a lot um uh, in the fall last year, we kind of just wanted to try something new. Yeah, why not? And um, I've been doing a lot of reading about about dark milds, and I think it's it's going to be a real challenge for our brew house because we've only historically brewed beers that are you know six and a half percent plus. So to <laughs> right. try and brew something that's like sub four, I think is just a cool challenge. Cool accepted. challenge. Yeah. <laughs> so Tim and Jake are game, and we're going to give it a go. Yeah. One thing I find that's interesting about your your brewery is. You do have trendy beer, mm-hmm. but a lot of times I think sometimes with trendy beer, you don't get the same quality. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you see people just chasing a trend to chase the trend. Mm-hmm. Um, but you guys have kind of not set the trend, but you guys are trying to be as, as good as you can within the yeah. trend. So yep. um, do you see yourself sitting with the Kettle Sour and IPAs, you know, New England style IPAs for a while? Because, I mean, you guys didn't really get into like the pastry stout game. Nope. So it's like you're 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 at home with those two styles. Kind yeah, of. Uh, the pastry stout has not been for lack of, I guess, want. Um, it's a big it, w- being on a two barrel system. Trying to cut any sort of profit, or just enough to pay the bills. Right. Um, you have to basically max out your fermenters. So we're typically putting in more than the recommended amount based on our the specs on, on, the, on the tanks. So we know we're kind of pushing that to the limit. If we were to try, you know, we, we did the Black is Beautiful and we were able to get that up to 10%, yep. but the yield on that batch was quite a bit lower than what we typically find in like a kettle sour, which yeah. we're adding boatloads of fruit to. The IPAs were kind of accounting for the fact that we're going to have some loss due to the dry hop, but we're still able to put enough into the into the fermenter to, yeah. you know, to make, it, to make it worth our while. But for those stouts... Um, to collect wort that has the gravity needed to, to hit that 10%, yeah. you're really sacrificing on the volume. Yeah. And that's kind of just a business decision that we had to make yeah. um, purely for financial reasons. Yeah. It's not because we don't want to be brewing pastry stouts. Um, we absolutely do. Yeah. Um, and hopefully during an expansion. Yeah. On How the often do you brew then at this point? If you're like max capacity are you brewing like twice a day every day no we don't have the fermentation capacity to do that okay so right now we're brewing every three days gotcha and that says we cannot go any faster yeah um so that's 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 yeah we're we're killing ourselves yeah and you're doing double batches or just a single single batch single batch yeah okay Um, nice something that's kind of we found in, in doing some collaborations with other breweries and, and talking to other breweries, something that's a little more unique to our, to our brew house is that we run a full CIP, which is a clean-in-place process, um, after every time we brew. Yeah. So that means we're running a, a clean-in-place on our boil kettle, on our heat exchanger, all of our, all of our um, 
It's fittings. smart. Everything you're doing. A lot of breweries will, um, they have the ability to basically mash, drain into their kettle, boil, yeah. knock out. And during the boiling process, they're actually starting a second mash. Yeah. But we like to fully CIP the boil kettle before we actually put any more wort in there. Um, we're an electric brew house, whereas a lot of the other ones that, that we've talked to or, or partnered with or collaborated with are, are steam powered. Um, we've just found that with the heating elements that sit inside the kettle, they really collect a lot of the, the nasties that you don't yeah. that you don't want um, yep. to end up in another beer. <laughs> so we just kind of made the decision that we're going to just kind of we'll brew once a day and we're happy with that. Yeah, and better safe than sorry. Better safe than sorry. <laughs> yeah, we've yeah. Never, especially with you the... know, knock on wood, we've never had an infection. So. Right, yeah. right. Find it. There you go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Safe. So when I first interviewed you guys, it was you, Jake, and then Tim was not there, but I know Tim. Yep. Um, and at that time, the three of you still were working your full-time job. Yep. Jake was a chef at a private school. Yep. And Jake was a, and, and, and Tim was a personal trainer. Yep. And you were in the financial world. Yep. Are you guys still all working your full-time jobs? Uh, I am. Tim and Jake have gone full-time at the brewery. Cool. Uh, Jake was the first to make the leap. I want to say he started. And he's the head brewer. He's the head brewer right yep. now for all intents and purposes. Yep. Um, so he's there. He started in, in I think, September. He, or like August, September, he left his kitchen job at Pingree High School and went full-time at the brewery. Uh, at that Of 2019. Of 2019, yep. yep. At that time, Tim was doing roughly 50-50, a 50-50 split. Um, we still weren't paying him like we should have, and that's certainly something that, that I wanted to change as quickly as we could. Um, once COVID hit, we very quickly realized that to really like start cranking on the brew house, running all the processes that need to be run, managing an online store, just kind of getting ourselves set up so that we could continue to operate. We needed yeah. to bring Tim on full time. Um, and he was at a point in his life where he, you know, he wanted that. And um, so, so we made that happen. So now both those guys are there probably seven days a week, wow. 60 to 70 hours a week. Oh, yeah. Grinding. <laughs> Good for so, them. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah. Hats off to them because they work a lot of hours. Yeah. So you guys have grown as a brewery with notoriety. Yeah. You guys have not grown physically. Correct. Um, is there plans to grow physically? Yes. Yeah. Um, so right now, my area of focus has been on securing, uh, one, putting together a growth plan, um, two, lining up um, uh, basically a, a floor plan, uh, working with a contractor, the one that built our brewery before. Um, and now we're in the process of working with the bank to secure the financing to do that expansion. Nice. Now expansion at the, the same location that you're Same at. location. Yep. Great. So cool. behind us, there's another 600 square feet worth of um, basically art gallery. Um, and for the longest time, the our landlord was not open to talking about yeah. allowing us to, to take that over. Um, that conversation changed earlier this summer when I approached him and said, listen, you're never going to have an art show in here f for the foreseeable future. Yeah. So, you know, you're, you're losing artists left yeah. and right. They're, they're, they're walking away. So, like... Are, are you open? This, are you open right? to it? You know, <laughs> we want we want to grow, and yeah. if it's not going to be here, then we need to we just need to know so that we can start looking at other spots. And he said, um, "No, yeah. you got it. Yeah. <laughs> Let me yeah. work on yeah. that. Let's, let's work out a deal." So um, he gave us you know, awesome. really favorable terms. Um, right now, we actually have across the hall um, another I don't know probably 
10 by 20 foot closet that we've taken over. We took that over months ago. We oh, own. Closet is nice. No, we don't own, but we rent another closet down the hall. That's where our keg washer sits. That's where our chemicals sit. Yep. So we're starting to take slowly take over the first floor. Um, so, you know, who knows what the future holds for yep. us, but I'd love to think that we could continue to kind of invest in, 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 um, in on the first floor of the poor mill. Sweet. So, so 2019 for you is huge. Yep. Notoriety, people understanding who you are, coming to your brewery location. We got to address the elephant in the room, though, COVID. Yeah. Um, you know. 2020 hits. 2020 <laughs> hits. We're all excited. Yeah. Um, yep. <laughs> so pre-COVID, you guys were not canning yourself. You guys were using State 64. Yep. Right. Awesome. Shout out to State 64. Like, uh, I think they do awesome. Yep. Tim awesome. Little and his crew are great yeah, people. Yeah, they are great people. Yep. Um, and you guys were open Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yep, that's yep. right. Yep. Yeah, and uh, killing it. I mean, I remember going there in early February. I went with you, I believe. Or, yeah. The before yeah, time. Before and, and it being Before packed. the big C. Yes. Yeah, it, <laughs> I just remember it being packed there. And uh, that was like one of the last breweries I went to pre-COVID. Uh, um, talk about how it's changed things for you guys. It's, you know, it's so crazy. Things changed literally overnight. Yeah. Um, I, I remember um, there were a lot of breweries starting to shut down. Um, the Gentilly's made the decision to close their tap room. I think I want to say it was on a or a Friday or a Saturday. We yeah, right said, before, like a, like literally right before the governor St. Patrick's Day. Yeah right, right, yeah, right before the governor Governor Baker put a stop to everything. Um, we ended up opening that Sunday, and that was it. Yeah, the word came in: bars, restaurants, everything's shutting down. We're shutting you down. So, um, you know, we, we we called a business meeting, and the three of us sat down, and we're like, all right. Well, we're in this. We owe a lot of money to the bank right now, so we got to continue to make money. How are we going to do that? And um, it was it was a a quick phone call to Tim Little to say, "Listen, we're hope we're, I hope we're catching you early because we need to book as many canning dates with you as possible as possible, like in the next yep. like six months." Um, at the time, we weren't Craft Collective members, but he he certainly gave us you know a really good uh, just a great deal. Um, we booked a bunch of dates, and we said we're going to just shift the cans. Yeah. And, you know, we know we, we've got to accept the fact that we're just going to make less money, but the idea is survival. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of been our mode since uh, since all this went down. Was 2020 originally going to be the year of expansion, or was it going to be the year of— We were, like, literally weeks away from pulling the trigger on Jeez. investing in just a, a bigger brewing system. We yeah. were going to go—we were going to get rid of the two-barrel and go four. And honestly, uh, not doing that is the best thing that ever could have happened to us. Of course, yeah. Well, Um, congrats on that. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) so we're really excited about that. It's, you know, there's still a lot of hurdles to run, to go through with the financing. If anyone's done any sort of, you know, financing plans for for breweries, you know that to do a bank loan is a lot of hard work. Um, But I think we'll get there. Our our bank has been so far great to work with, so we'll we'll, we'll hope that that continues. Um, But... With with that said, um, not investing in that four barrel has resulted in us being able to take over another 600 square feet of production space. Yep. So the plan is to put a five barrel brewing system there, five five barrel fermenters with two five barrel brights. So we're basically going to mimic what we did on the two barrel. We're just going to put in a five. Cool. We're also going to keep the two barrel system pilot fully. Stuff. Yeah, pilot stuff. That will service tap room, yeah. collabs, whatever. Yeah. Um, so we'll have two functioning brew houses, uh, one five and one two, and that will really allow us to do some yeah. cool stuff. I remember 
wanting to go to Channel Marker, I would go to Notch, you guys, and I would go to East Regiment. Yep. And consistently, you would be the one that was sold out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> which is good for you. I mean, that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah. is that because the Beverly community is just so kick-ass? I mean, it really you, Beverly supports Beverly. Beverly supports Beverly. I think. Um, and you have good product. Good product yeah. being named to the um, um, to the USA Today top ten new breweries certainly put gave us um, a spotlight that yeah. that we were able to take advantage of. Um, and doing uh, doing a lot of the collaborations too, yeah. um, particularly with Widowmaker, that yeah. that, that really helped us yeah. out um, to kind of put our name out there, especially in the, the South, South Shore. Shore. Yeah, yeah. Um, so once we started launching the online store, I mean, it was like concert tickets. That's what we've been told by by customers. Yeah. Like we got to get on there, like literally when the the yeah. store opens, or, or we're not going to get any beer. Yeah. Um, so that was really cool to see, but it also was like disheartening because a lot of, we were getting a lot of nasty grams saying, like. Why can't I get your beer? Yeah, I remember I put in my credit card and it said, "You have a can." And then all of a sudden, it was like it's sold out because <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't quick enough. <laughs> no, it's yeah. a good it's a it's it a good, good problem to have for you for a short period of time. Yeah, for a short period of time. Then you got to grow, right? Um, or, or people will kind of like get annoyed and and walk away. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'd, I'd do that if I yeah. were yeah. a consumer, you know. But you're working towards that. Working towards so, it. Working yeah. towards it. Bear with us. Yeah, <laughs> just a little longer. People. The we <laughs> actually stopped doing the online store. So. Yeah. Once, once the um, once Governor Baker allowed the breweries to open outdoor for outdoor seating and, and indoor seating, yeah. um, we ended up uh, basically putting together a thirty-six uh, seat patio that's next to our building. Yep. Um, and we, you know, we knew that by doing that, we're going to have to start kegging some of the beer. There's not going to be enough cans to make it worth even putting on putting up on a web sale release. Yeah. So we're just going to. It's just gotta come to us. So now we're we're tap room only. So now we're starting to see like we're not selling out instantly like we were before. (laughs) We still get a line on on a Friday for 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 cans, but but there's still you know we'll have stuff left over the next week a few cases, which is good. Yeah, Yeah. more people are getting access to the beer. Yeah, exactly. Great conversation so far, but we do have to take a quick break. We'll be right back with a fresh beer. Did you know that your favorite Massachusetts breweries use hops from a local family-owned hop farm right here in Massachusetts? Our friends over at Four Star Farms are there for you whether you're a commercial brewery or a small batch home brewer. Make sure to head over to their website today and get your hands on some of the best and freshest hops available locally. Cheers! Cheers. At our local homebrew shop, Beer and Wine Hobby, you can get everything you need to make beer, wine, cider, and cheese. Not sure where to start? The knowledgeable staff at Beer and Wine Hobby are there to help. Beer and Wine Hobby is family-owned and located in Danvers, Massachusetts. To learn more about them, check out their website, www.beer-wine.com. Don't forget to use our promo code BREWROOTS for 10% off your online order today. Cheers. Cheers. Um... Have you have you been affected by the the latest mandate where it's more safe to have a pretzel in front of you? Pretzels uh, don't count. Okay, okay, a sandwich in front of you <laughs> and with your with your beer, not a peanut butter and yeah. jelly. But uh, uh, yes. how's, how's that affect, has that affected you guys? Because like, you don't have a food license, right? We do. You do now. We do. Yay. As of Monday. Congratulations, <laughs> Channel Dogs. Woo. Channel Dogs. Channel Dogs. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So. Yes. Um, it, it's it's this is a, probably a story for another podcast, but but basically, <laughs> um, 
the within Massachusetts, um, a lot of the decisions, determinations around what constitutes prepared foods comes down to the municipality. Right. Uh, Beverly, Salem, Peabody uh, have all taken similar stances, which is following Governor Baker's guidance to the T. It's got to be prepared on site. It can't be something like a pretzel or an ice cream cone. Or a or bag a of chips. Or a bag of chips or a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It's got to be something cooked. Um, you know, and for better or worse, that's that's the positioning that they've that that our town has taken, yep. our city. Um, other cities, other towns, other municipalities uh, operate very differently. Uh, I was talking to to the guys from Widowmaker and and some of the vendors, the food vendors that have been operating down there, and you know they're allowing um, their cities are allowing people to go up to the vendor and wait in line for food and take the food back and show a slip to their, yep. you know, to the bartender and, and yep, get a we beer. Were, we were just yeah. at Trillium. That um, was exactly the rule right there. And, and that would not, that would not fly in Beverly. We would, we would have everything taken away from us <laughs> if we were to do that. Wow. So our customers have to be seated. They have to be served while seated. Um, yeah. yeah. Their first round, wow. you have to have first a, round. They got to be seated though. That's the key. Um, so the, so basically the onus is now on can't the food vendors. Can't be standing around. You yeah. got to be seated. So um, the onus now is on, any of the food vendors we're working with to either walk table to table and take orders or have some sort of online system. That puts a lot of stress on our staff to then go ahead and confirm with all the customers, hey, have you placed a food order? Yep. Yes. Okay. Can you show me your receipt? It really changes everything. It really changes everything. Yeah. Yep. And if the um, food vendor hasn't given a receipt, they've got to go then to the food vendor and say, hey, table three's ordering beers. Have they ordered food? Yeah. No. Okay. Now I got to walk back and say, you didn't order food yet. Can you please order food? Sounds like a lot of fun. It's not. <laughs> so, um, so anyways, we 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 kind of put a bunch of calls into to our city board of health and said, listen, this is like putting a lot of pressure on our staff. Um, we're having food vendors that are showing up late or not at all. No call, no shows. No call, no shows. Yep. Um, they might show up an hour late. We've got customers seating for an hour. We can't serve them. Like this is a broken. This is broken, and it's not happening in other cities. And we're watching customers go away to other cities yep. because they're more lax. And so um, they were able to work with us. Um, we are now uh, we we now hold a food permit, cool. and we're able to boil hot dogs and provide those as uh, as our prepared foods to our customers. Yes. You boil them in your beer. Nice. Uh, we're thinking about that. <laughs> All we're right. thinking about it. Cool. We, cool. we don't have cool. done any crispy boys lately, yeah. but but. Um, might be might be some some ale, yeah. some ale boiled dogs, yeah, some yeah. channel dogs. Channel so dogs. we call this thing Operation Hot Dog, and we got a big kick out of that yeah. going back. Yeah, and yeah for that's a couple awesome. Of weeks, Operation Hot Dog. <laughs> so um, so now we're gonna be slinging dogs. Cool. Um, what goes better than dogs and beer? I don't know. I love uh, hot dogs yeah, and I beer. Do too. It's great. It's gonna be great. Yeah. So yeah. Um, we're uh, the plan now, anyways, is to use that kind of as our as our hedge. Definitely. Um, in the event that a food vendor cancels. Right, right. Um, last night we had uh, uh, some old buddies of mine that wanted to do their fantasy football draft at, at the brewery and the That's patio. That's a thing right now? Apparently so. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> All right. And they, they were super jazzed, so we got the hot dog boiler That's fired awesome, up. That's awesome, though. And, and cool. just, you know, it's, uh, it's a means for us to be open if, if something goes bad or we just want to do some more hours or things of like course. that. So. Yeah. Absolutely. So not, ex- not how you expect it to spend your 2020. No. <laughs> no, not no. at all. So, yeah, I mean, there's just so many stories. Yeah, yeah, we could get into it for sure. Yeah. Um, 
So what's what's next for you guys other than the the expansion? I know you guys have a canning line and all that stuff, but beer wise, what are you guys going to be doing for the fall and the winter? So um, I think I mentioned we're going to try our hand at the dark mild. Yep. We'll see how that comes out. Um, we once we do get the um, expansion online, we would love 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 to get a lager program going. Yeah, um, we did a pilsner yes. <laughs> last summer, um, and then we did one again. We released it like early in the summer, and then we did it again in September. Smooth sailing. It's our Czech style pills. Mm-hmm. Um, love cool. that beer, but it sits in a tank for like four yeah, to tanks, six weeks. You can't oh, have tough. that. Yeah, you yeah. Can't when have you're that. two Especially barrel, five, two barrels, yeah. five tank operation, you just gotta yeah. turn them over as fast as you can. So, um, and then we did a um, we did a dark lager uh, uh, later or earlier in, in this the, the winter time before COVID. Love to bring that back. So yeah. hopefully doing some more lagers. Yeah. yeah. Has, That'd be awesome. Has COVID allowed you to kind of slow down and do more collabs? I know that you guys did one with Widowmaker. You guys did one with Oh my God, I have it Someone all. Lost Shoes, French and Blade. <laughs> yep. Um, I wouldn't say it's necessarily been slowing down. Yep. Um, but kind of take a pause and maybe do things that you weren't able yes. to do when it was crazy. Yep. Um, yeah. So definitely reaching out to more breweries and, and inviting them in and, and going to the, their places yeah. and things like that. Um, so with Widowmaker, we brewed a double IPA up there, yeah. um, and they have a huge system. So brewing huge. it in that system is kind yeah, of cool, I mean, right? It's the dream system. Yeah. It's a twenty barrel SS Brewtech, fully automated. Like the interface is just, it's just. It's awesome. all right. They said when we interviewed them, you just push a button. It's they, a little bit more, but yeah, it's definitely more. Yeah, but but the buttons that they push do cool shit. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have any collabs that you want to do that you haven't done yet? Dream collab. Oh gosh, yes. I mean, I'd love to collab. I I harass Dino at Vitamin C weekly. <gasps> yeah, you guys should. You guys are both on the list, collab, right? Yeah, yeah. Tell him. Uh, All right, we'll, Dino. We'll, we'll we harass know. him Come too. Dino. We'll, we'll yeah. reach out. We want to. <laughs> uh, JC, I bug quite often yeah. at Trillium. Mr. Trillium. <sighs> Mr. Trillium. Mr. Um, Trillium. Yes. An incredible resource. I mean, that guy doesn't sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime I have a question about a part, about hey, uh, we had a hop. We had. Um, what we call nucleation during a dry hop recently where we added hops into an actively, very actively fermenting oh. uh, IPA. And uh, I had to basically put my hand over the top because yep. it started to erupt. Yep. And we had to remove <laughs> my hand because it, we had to cap it. And um, I remember like sending JC a picture of me covering hop gun. Yep. He's like, dude, rookie <laughs> here's all the stuff you need to make that not happen again and, we, and like we That's went out great. and did that stuff yep. and haven't had a problem since yeah. but he's just a guy that like um, he loves what, a, what a treasure trove of yeah. knowledge and loves the industry That's and awesome. uh i hold him up in the highest regards and would love to you know do, yeah. do something with him someday so we, cool. we did our episode nearly two years ago you <gasps> crazy. Also, crazy also said you wished you told yourself when you first started to ask the bank for more money oh <laughs> Is that still the same Always. answer now? Oh, 100%. Yeah. 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 I mean, I loved him a little, and I love State 64, yeah. but um, the moment we were able to, you know, get 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 our own canning line, you just, you you, you, you take back some of that, that control, um, ju- even on the brewing schedule, you know, because... You t- work around the, their schedule almost, right? Yeah, basically, um, during, you know, once COVID hit, um, Tim Little had to increase his... Um, his he threshold. Was, he was going like seven days a week. I think he still is. Yeah. Um, but he was going. He was going seven days a week. But he also had. He was having to make a tough choice because, you know, to go to Little Channel Marker, who's doing four barrel batches or yeah. four, four yeah. barrels, because we got two brights. 
he's like, dude, I'm gonna have to come here every other week now because I've just got there's too many breweries I gotta hit. I'm I'm leaving money on the table. He's like, I'm sure you can appreciate that, which we did. Yeah. So that resulted in us basically having to do canning runs every other week because we were then using two of our fermenters as carbonation tanks. Yeah. And it was like a Tetris game, trying to make sure the beers yeah. were going here and there. And <laughs> oh yeah, we got to brew while we're like yeah. while we're canning, so that we can be pushing beer into those tanks and refilling them for the next oh, two weeks. Um, so having the, having a canning line up front, I think, would have probably made that that phase a little bit easier. Yeah. Just a, a bigger brewing system. Just having have more money in the bank. I mean, there's there's all kinds of toys money, that we want. Just basically. yeah, just <laughs> kind of take what you think you need, double it, triple it, and that's that's probably. Like yeah. closer what what you actually need. Now that said, we did we were on budget with our with our you know phase one. So you know I was really proud of that because oftentimes during construction you get scope creep <laughs> way yep. <off>. and <laughs> and you're way off. But yeah. we we weren't. Um, and I attribute that to good planning on our part. Also working with just really good people, architect, yeah, contractor, electrician, plumber, things like that. And, and you guys did a ton yourselves too. Uh, not 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 all that much. No, no, the painting. Yeah, okay. Which, yeah. Just the painting. if I could go back and ask for like a thousand or two thousand more dollars to, to do the, the painting, painting. Um, I'm going to say this, and I hope Tim and Jake <laughs> listen to this episode. When we started the construction project, I said, the thing that I don't want to do, that I hate the most, is painting. And they're both like, oh, no, no, we got it, dude. No worries. Like, it's not going to be that bad. And I bet if you, the next time you see those guys, ask them, do they ever want to pick up a paintbrush again? And I bet they're going to say, "I will definitely ask <laughs> yeah, them." Will. You should definitely yeah. ask. Them, definitely, because they're going to laugh. Yeah, yeah. And let's just take a quick break and hear a word from our sponsors. This week's episode would not be possible without our amazing sponsor, Shirts on Tap. Each month, they team up with breweries from across the country and create a custom shirt and deliver it to your doorstep, along with stickers and coupons. Sign up today using the promo code. Brew Roots for $5 off your first box. Head on over to shirtsontap.com today. And remember, drink better beer, wear better shirts. Are you a solo artist, band, podcaster, or anyone else who needs recording services? Well, we got a place for you where your vision can become a reality. Welcome to Small Pond Studios, built by hand with heart and sweat equity by musicians for musicians. Go to smallpondstudios.io to reach out to get more information. And make sure you let them know that Brute sent you. Hey, Sound Guy Ryan here. Didn't know if you heard, but we're a part of the Hopped Up Network. There you'll find other informative podcasts about beer. So go ahead, follow them on social media, and visit them on their website, hoppedupnetwork.com, to learn more about the people, beer, and breweries from around the country. And until next time, thanks for listening. Cheers. Um, we've mentioned, we've touched upon it a couple of times, but you guys were the ninth best new brewery in the United States. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How did you find out about that, that you were in the running or did somebody like say, Hey dude, you're on this thing. Somebody, I don't remember who it was. I think I got a text message saying, Hey, did you, did you, and it might've been a coworker at my old job. He's yep. like, Hey, t- check this out. You're like on USA today. And I was like, no, no, we're not. What did I do? Yeah. What did I do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, 
I think my first question was like, the, they must want money or something for us to be involved with this. But that, it really wasn't. It was, yeah. you know, a panel of, of, of people that um, within the brewing community have, you know, have a voice and are, and are, and are heard and listened to. And um, somehow they found out about us. I, yeah. To this day, I don't know how. Do you think um, it was like your, you guys work a ton with hop culture. Yep. Do you think that was kind of part of it? or That could have had a piece yeah. in there, certainly. Yeah. Yeah. So those guys are great. Hop culture is great. Yeah. So you learn about it and you see yourself as number nine. Yeah, we were, I think when we started off, we were like, we bumped to like seven. Yeah. Then after like three or four days of the voting that had been open, we went to like 14. And then... You guys made a big push, I remember. We made a big push. Yeah. And um, it was just like during the last, I don't know, the last week, we just kept jumping every day. Um, and then and then the polls, polls closed like the last two days of voting. So you didn't know where you stood. So that was kind of stressful because we knew we were like right on the cusp <laughs> of being like we were, I think when the when they stopped showing who was like the leaderboard, we were like 11. So we're like, oh man, maybe we can sneak in at 10. And then we came in at nine and it was like, holy shit, like, this <laughs> yeah. is so cool. Yeah. That is awesome. Is that a cool thing? I mean, like, you, yeah. s- you see your your gear now, people wearing your stuff. I've seen channel marker things oh, on the train. It's, it's just so cool. It's it's on the train specifically. No, like, no, but I mean, I always think of like. <laughs> You've been riding the train, huh? No, I haven't been. But I mean, I always think of like, we talked to Rob Burns from Night Shift and he was saying yep. he remembers going to Logan Airport and seeing somebody wear a night shift hat for the first time, and it was like the coolest moment. Do you have that kind of moment? Where oh, you saw- sure. Yeah, it's very humbling. Very humbling. Yeah. yeah, and you you know, it's just, you appreciate the support that people have for you, and, you know, I, I certainly wear lots of brewery shirts, and I hope that they, you know, feel the same thing I do, Yeah. Um, which is just an immense amount of pride and, and you know, and purpose. Yeah. I feel like we're doing... Doing good things if people are out there being willing to support us and and you know wear our brand in public, um, you know every day you read about some company doing something shady or, you know somebody goes on Twitter and rants about them and then that kind of takes their brand down and, um, you know I ho- hope to God that that never happens to us but every time I see a shirt or a you know a t-shirt or a sweatshirt or a hat out there or a sticker on a car or something like that it's just like, it's just makes me feel so much pride. Yeah. Untapped. Is Untapped yeah. important for you guys? Hugely, hugely, hugely. You are the <laughs> only brewery to tell me that. It's well, not really, but <laughs> well, with the hype beers. I, I, I mean, think if, that's any, if any brewery that's brewing like hazies or yeah. or putting their hat on the on the fruited sour train, yeah. If you're not looking at Untapped, then you're, in my opinion, you're probably lying. Yeah. Um, because to be able to draw in new um, new customers, and that's something that we look at very closely on a monthly mm-hmm. basis. That I look at is. You know, how much new business are we doing versus repeat customers? Um, and for us, being on the being on a, a, um, the, hype train. the hype train, <laughs> yeah. the hype train, you want to see new customers constantly coming through your doors looking for your stuff. Um, and you and in order to drive those new customers to your doors on the hype train, in my humble opinion, you need to have highly rated beer on untapped on untapped. You know, so many people come in like, oh, yeah, I saw it. You know, like you guys are, you know, a 4.08 and and that's, you know, super high for this. In a 75-mile radius, I don't know, we're like that's seven, between 7 and 12, 12th ranked um, on Untapped. And, you know, that they'll find breweries that way, um, particularly if they're looking for those hype beers. Yeah. yeah. So we, we, we do. Yeah, we do look at it pretty closely. When 
you see someone, you know, rate your beer and they say they don't like sours or something like that. What what what's that typical feeling Ooh. for you? I mean, is that that's like to me that's like the <laughs> that's like the worst heart, review. Right? It's like <laughs> I'm gonna star. give you a one star because I don't like the style. Well but, that's exactly right. And you know Do you wish I, that that could change for untap? Like maybe not. Uh, I, I don't think it it's kinda really not my place to say whether it whether it should because it is what it is and I'm I don't have control over that. Yeah. So it's not it's not something I can control. What I try and tell Tim and Jake and myself is that like listen, you're gonna have kind of ups ends of the spectrum. It's a sp- sine wave. Basically. It's a sine wave, yeah. right? And you're gonna have the lunatic fringe. Yeah. And there's gonna be people that rate beers based on them liking or not liking styles. Bell curve. I mean bell, bell curve. curve. Bell, bell, bell curve. Bell yeah. curve. Yeah, yeah, bell <laughs> curve. Yeah, yeah. Where you need to focus your eyes is like on the middle. Right. What what's the average? What's the general populace saying about your beer? And that's kind of where you got to focus on. It's not going to be like your fanboys. It's not going to be the haters. It's yeah. going to be like what's the po- what's the average? What's the median population think yeah. about your beer? Um, w- with that said, you know I'll definitely go in if somebody rates our beer poorly and it's more because of taste or maybe they pick up a note on a hop that don't they don't particularly like or they think that the beer was undercarbed or whatever it may be. That's when I'll start digging into their check-ins and saying like, okay, if they think our beer is a three seven five, what's a four two five for them? Yeah. What's a four five? And then I'll start looking. And if I see like, okay, they're checking in beers at at a couple other breweries only, and they're giving them fives, they might just be dinging us because they're trying to support their buddies, yeah. which is fine. Yeah. Like yeah. we all do that, and that's cool. Um, but I use it as a tool to influence, you know, our our desire to. To constantly brew better beer. Yeah, that's a great um, tool to how to use it. Though. Yeah, it's you know I don't I don't if there's another tool out there that that you can get better feedback on, like yeah. please let me know. You guys yeah. talked to a lot more breweries than no. I do. So no, I mean it used to be beer advocate. And now it's like nobody fills out a beer. Yeah, advocate I mean I look at beer advocate maybe twice a year yeah. just to yep. kind of check and see what's out there. I also Google us and just yeah. see kind of right. Yeah, if there's anything out there I need to be aware of. <laughs> I know it's not your place, but if there was one thing you could change about Untapped, what would it be? Um, you know, we've heard people say they wish it was out of 10 instead of 5. Oh, but you can't, well, not out of 10, but you if you pay for their service, if you become a supporter, I think, you do have the ability to, like, um, create decimal point ratings. So if you um, didn't want, if you wanted to rate something like a 4.1, yeah, if you, yeah. like, pay the, I don't know, 30, 40 bucks, whatever it is, untapped, yeah. mm-hmm. um, you can assign, like, a, point four. <laughs> a, a decimal point yeah. rating to beers, which I think is, they should just open that up. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be one thing I'd like to see. Yeah. Um, particularly on the brewer's side, I'd love to see, I mean, you have to pay for it, but it'd be nice if we could just get some access to, to free analytics. Yeah. Mm, that would be cool. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So. All right. So I want to get to know what you're drinking now in your fridge before you said you're drinking a lot of Treehouse. Still drinking a lot of Treehouse. Still drinking a lot of Treehouse. <laughs> yeah, drinking a lot What's, of What else is in your fridge, All though? Right. There's so many good breweries around you. There are. Yeah. I don't get out. I mean, being in Boston, um, I would say Trillium is definitely, um, a, beer, a brewery that I, between them and, and Treehouse, that's pretty much what my fridge is full cool. up on. Um, Trillium, I think, has just absolutely knocked it out of the park this summer with the uh, throwback brews that they've been doing, their oh, yeah. collabs. Yeah. Daily servings. Daily servings. I mean, they're just Oof. crushing it. Yeah. They're crushing it. I yeah. mean, those daily servings are deadly. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And that Black is Beautiful so beer that they did with White Lion was amazing. So I did not get that. I did oh, not get that. It was well, so good. It was... I, yeah. I did not yeah. have yours, but... Yep. So they've been knocking it out of the park. 
Um, I've also been enjoying, and I, I don't know if I said this to you before, but Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Yeah. How could you good not? Good standby. Oh, man, it's I so mean, good. Come on. It's such yep. a good beer to revisit right. after not having yeah. it for a while. Yeah. 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 Kind of ebbs and flows. Like I hadn't drank it for, I don't know, probably eight, eight to ten months, and I had a couple of a couple of them like Did you have another bottle? Barbecue, uh, out of a bottle. Yeah. It's, nice. I know. So good. <laughs> I don't know why. It's like I had it out of the can and then out of the bottle. I was like, holy shit, I miss drinking beer out of a bottle. Yeah. It was great. It was a great weird. experience. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, that would say those that that predominantly. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, any guilty pleasure beers still? I had um, a couple of Corona extras recently. That's fine. That with limes. Yeah, that there's nothing wrong with that. They're so good. They're yeah. so good. It's a great. Is it the beach? Beer. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's the perfect. perfect. Yeah. And I actually had a couple of PBRs with my brother-in-law. Okay. All right. Uh, All right. On his boat up in that's Maine. Cool. So that was on a pontoon boat. So I felt like yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's yeah, like yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah that's right. definitely. So those were cool. Those were cool. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Any plans for you to? Do you any like? Do you have any collabs worked out right now? So that you can talk about. Uh, yep. So tomorrow, uh, Tim and Jake will be packaging into cans a uh, a sour beer that we brewed with Widowmaker. Oh, cool! Did oh. they brew it up there? Or did you brew it with them? Brewed up. Brew, uh, they came up here. Oh, great! So this Ryan is like two and weeks Chris. Ago. Ryan and Chris. Yeah, oh, they're nice. the man. Oh, they're they're the man. They're the men. They're the, they're the yeah. Ryan is, I love them. <laughs> did you guys they're, listen they're to really great nicest people. guy. Did you guys yeah. listen to like really dark music when you guys viewed it? Heavy metal. You know, I'm ashamed to say I wasn't there the day okay. that they brewed oh. it. I was working the day job in Boston, yeah. um, unfortunately, and that's just kind of the way it goes. <laughs> that's, but that's but life, um man. I'll have to ask Tim and Jake on yeah. what music they listen to. It could have been death metal. Yeah. Oh, it was probably <laughs> stoner yeah. metal. But yeah, just amazing guys. Just I can't say enough good things about them and and, right. and the stuff and the ship that they run over there. Yeah, um, you guys are kind of like a good compliment brewery to them. I feel absolutely. like absolutely. Well, they're definitely what we aspire to be yeah. at their yeah. size and scale. They're just killing it. Um, so we brewed that sour. Uh, that we dry hopped, which is something oh, that we have cool. never done with our sours. Cool. Um, so we dry hopped it with Citra and Azaka. And then we tossed on uh, pineapple and mango puree. Ooh. And then we hit it with uh, about nine pounds of uh, marshmallow fluff. Oh, jeez. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. I can see Which that. Which is just super cool. <laughs> yeah, like, that yeah. is cool. Yeah. That's cool. It's kind of crazy. Dumping, Tim, Tim kind of ladling the, uh, yeah. the marshmallow fluff yep. in. Yep. During active fermentation was uh, quite quite a trip, oh, but yeah. um, we got it all in there <laughs> oh my God. with a little bit of blow off, and that was that was that's that crazy. was cool. There's that was so cool. many brewers who are like dying, and then there's so many brewers that are like, "Fuck yeah, man, that's awesome!" Uh, <laughs> <I know>. Whatever. <laughs> or the haze, or, you know, yeah. Was it the haze train or whatever? Yeah, yeah. The, uh, yeah. yeah so, yeah. Um, so we got that one, uh, and then in a couple of weeks, um, we're actually going to have uh, faces and Stellwagon. Oh. Oh wow! Ooh, like ooh, a three-way yeah. uh, come That's up. Awesome. Uh, we did invite Mass Landing, but they Maine is really strict yeah. with their COVID uh, travel Definitely. restrictions, yeah. so yeah. Uh, they they had to decline on the brew day. Um, but interestingly enough, uh, uh, between those four breweries, there's there's some others in the area, but um, th- uh, us faces Stellwagen Mass Landing are all owned in part. Um, by Endicott College alumni. Oh, oh wow! What? Well, that's yeah. Cool. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's right. Kind of, kind of crazy. Random. Yeah. Random. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, because we're in Beverly, I, I went to Endicott. Jake went to Endicott. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, yeah. We have a pretty close connection there. Definitely. And um, they reached out to us and said, "Hey, 
uh, our homecoming weekend uh, is like the weekend of September 25th. And uh, because of COVID, we're actually going all virtual. Oh, it's going to be on Zoom. All the, yeah, it's going to be on Zoom. <laughs> yeah. All these you know events that we had planned uh, to be on campus for alumni weekend are now going to go um, virtual. Yeah. We think it would be really cool if we could do kind of a, a tasting with you, your brewery, and we'll do it via Zoom and any alumni can log in. What do you think of that? And I was like, great idea. How about we make it better by brewing a collab and we get the other breweries that have Endicott right. ownership right. on board to, yeah. to up to brew that collab because there's Faces is in Malden, yeah. Stellwagen's on the Shell Shore. Like yeah. I've, I've always Easy. wanted to kind of like bring that. That's a cool idea. Now, so, is it going to be Endicott themed? Yes. Yeah. What is yep. the Endicott theme? Um, so the Endicott, so... Um, is it like an eagle? <laughs> <sighs> seagull. Seagull, sorry. The seagull. seagull, okay. Come on. The power, the power gulls. Oh, okay. Yes. The Endicott power gulls. <laughs> the world's worst mascot. It's all right. I want you to go over the river hawks. Yeah, I'll take river hawks yeah. over, uh, over, over a seagull. Yeah. Um, there was a big, seagulls like, pick trash. Christmas. Like, there was, like, a big Christmas college from, wings. like, what I've heard. <laughs> So it's like a big a, what? A Christmas college. Like they always like decorate shit. Um, it's. I mean, it's like, a gorgeous me, campus. It was like awesome. for me. It would be like spruce tips. Yep. Right. Well, <laughs> like, they were in September though, so we can't really do the spruce tip thing. True. So, um, anyways, so I I got in touch with the other breweries and was like, hey, are you guys, you know, down to come up? We'll you can brew the collab here. We'll put everyone's name on it. Um, instead of just having Channel Marker do the tasting, we'll get everyone involved. We'll do kind of like a roundtable discussion on, you know, how do we get started after college and whose garage are we homebrewing out of and blah, blah, blah. Um, so they were all cool. like super jazzed about it. So yeah. they're all coming up next Friday to brew the beer. Um, not going to tell you what it is. Cool. Uh, Stay tuned. The name yeah. is, uh, it's a great day to be a gull. Yeah. Okay. Which is a theme kind of that's a saying that's said throughout the student body. That's not cool. officially Endicott's slogan. Yeah. Uh, make that clear publicly. Yeah. Uh, we're already warned about using Endicott's name. Yep. Uh, or logos on, on the label. So they didn't want you to do that? I was surprised. I feel like I you, surprised. they're asking you to do this because it's like student affairs probably asking you yeah, to do this. Yeah, and I was also like, like all right, well, it's alcohol, it's, it's an yeah. undergrad population. They don't want their logo going on in a beer can. Yep. Of what? a beer of size. Yeah, I'm sure there so. are parents that might be pissed off about yeah, that. So yeah, so I get it. I get it. But yeah. um but but anyways, yeah, so so that's uh that's the next collab that's uh cool. That's on the docket docket for us. Yeah. So I'm sure a lot of our listeners have heard of Channel Marker. Mm -hmm. But if they haven't and they have got this far in the episode, where can they find you on the internet and physically? On the internet, um we just revamped our website. It's uh www.channelmarkerbrewing.com. Uh we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. Um Oh, I'd have to look up the handle, but I yeah. think it's Channel Marker Brew yeah. or Brewing. We'll um, put it in the link below. We are also on Twitter. Yep. Uh, we try and do um, updates on can counts. We find Twitter is actually a pretty good place to do that. Yep. Um, so we, we post a lot of material on there. Um, we'll have to talk about using Twitter because we are so bad at it. <laughs> I don't get it, but let's continue. It's real. It, like we'll, we'll check because it's yeah. a, definitely a useful tool. Um, but yeah, the, and then uh, you can find us at 95 Rand Tool Street in Beverly, uh, downtown. Uh, right on the corner of Fayette. We're in a big brick building that says the Porter Mill. Yeah. And I can't stress this enough, actually. The Beverly scene is so awesome. Beverly has awesome restaurants. And you can make it a destination. Yep. You can go to Channel Marker. You can go to Backbeat. You can go to Plant Old Planter. You can go to Gentilly and enjoy a full day yep. of awesome breweries. Yep. So if you make your way out to Plan Channel. Plan your food strategically. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, 
the Channel Beverly, dogs. Yeah, the <laughs> But the Beverly community is really cool. Huge. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it was I think we probably said this in the first interview. Um being in being in our hometown is just was so important to us. I'm very thankful that we, you know, kind of stuck to that and didn't didn't go anywhere else and um being born and raised there's just uh, nothing beats, you know, seeing the people that you've grown up with and, and respect and, and, and see, you know, when you're out grocery shopping or at the parks and, you know, being able to have those connections with people, I think is just huge for all of our businesses. Yeah, yep. absolutely. So we bring it to the end of the episode. My last question. What are you most proud of? Um, I am most proud of uh, having a dream that resulted in my two best friends being able to carve a living. That's doing really it. cool. Boom. Yep. Mic drop. Yeah. Short and sweet <laughs> and awesome. Yep. Awesome. Love it. It was awesome. That's that good. was great. Really good. So like we said, please make your way out to Channel Marker. They are taking all the proper precaution to keep you guys safe out there. And they have channel dogs now, which I'm gonna throw Ooh. down like four or five channel dogs one day. They're gonna be good. You, gonna you should have good. a competition. I may or may not be going to Maine in a few weeks to bring back red snapper dogs. Ooh. Damn. All right. Damn. I gotta do it before my in-laws go back to Florida, but yeah. that is Faux show. something I wanna do. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Just kick a red snapper's around here. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. It's true. Until next time, Anyways. Sh- we're gonna ch- we're gonna just have to have you on to be the fourth, you know, the first fourth guest or something. Exactly. Like, love yeah. chatting with you guys. Yeah. You guys do a great program, and we'll continue to support hey. you. Anyway yeah, we thanks, can. man. We appreciate yeah. that. Appreciate the invite. We have plenty more beers to drink and, and stuff to talk about, so you guys don't get to catch catch <laughs> that because it gets really weird. Yeah. But we'll catch you next time and uh, listen to the outro because Ryan is gonna share some really really cool noise. Great bloopers. Yeah. Cheers. 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 Well, thank you to our friend Justin from Channel Marker Brewing for doing this episode with us. We really appreciate you coming back and doing part two of Channel Marker's story because the stories really never stop after the first interview. Like, we are able to now circle back with some of these breweries that opened two or three years ago and kind of find out where they're at and ask a little bit more of the nerdy questions that I know that you, the listeners, really love out there. And if you have a uh, favorite episode that you would like to hear a wrap around to let us know and we'll hit them up yeah and you know what else would help us out i think on september 30th it is right right yes national podcast day baby that's right and if you guys know we are hosting a little contest for that not really a contest but we could make it a contest Hmm. we have stickers we might want to get rid of we got some swag yeah so if you guys share our episode your favorite episode on september 30th and tag us and like us and follow us and all that jazz and all that jazz (laughs) (laughs) no pun intended no pun intended we might send you a sticker and maybe some swag and maybe some swag and maybe a scented note from ryan with with his musk attached to it meow absolutely well (laughs) ryan's not ready to announce his his big news this week so we will have 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 to catch it next week until next time cheers cheers Cheers. Yeah, I, I can't hear anything that sounds bad. Well, it's because you're not a sound engineer, Matt. I wish I knew how to rap. I can, like, rap to this. Brewery. Good one, Eric. <laughs> <laughs>